It slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And this will be a, an exceptionally exciting episode because we haven't done one in two months. <laughs> what was supposed to be a, a quick hiatus turned into a long hiatus turned into an even longer hiatus. So we're, we're our, it's our intention to do them every month on the first Thursday of the month. Um, but due to life and Zach moving and Will getting a baby and me just turning absolutely crazy. Um, Where'd you get your while. baby? Uh, Walmart. Just picked it up at Walmart. Oh, you should have gone to Costco. They're so much better there. Sadly, is that if if there was any place that I would expect that you could just walk into and get a baby, it would actually be Walmart. <laughs> that's probably true, actually. I bet, I bet that's you just. I don't, I'm not going to finish this. It was it was going to get dark. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get real dark. Yeah. Especially one. So let's jump into one it. with an alley behind it. <laughs> it would have been worse that's that's as, as uh, dark a kid yeah i was i was in hollywood a couple weeks ago and i went to a walmart at 3 a.m in the morning because my i had a red eye flight i thought oh walmart they're always open and i pull into this parking lot and there is a cop sitting in front of the door the walmart is closed and you can tell at the other end of the parking lot there's probably a drug deal going on well it's, it's like i'm not going to this walmart <laughs> right trading babies for drugs yeah yeah <laughs> How you get a baby? <laughs> so, uh, Zach, what you got going on? Oh, not much, you know. Just a, just a little here and there. And, uh, you know, the cross-country move, the new house shop. Uh, How many trips between Florida and Ohio did you make? Two. Uh, That's it? It was really hard going back, but, man, I did the rest of It's like breaking out of jail and then, like, going back to get your friend. <laughs> like, I got out, and then I, you know, I, I got the first load here, and I'm like, yeah, because my hydraulic press and my anvils and all the heavy stuff is down there. Do it, but I have to go back and get that. Too. But I made it out twice, and uh, hopefully I will uh, never have to set foot. Nice. Ohio I love, looks great. I love yes. that video of using the uh, using the, the ramp tow truck to load the, oh, yeah. the main truck. That's a sweet idea. Yeah, it was really uh i'd like to say it was creative thinking but there's really no ultra so it's just kind of like I, so do you like rent a tow truck or no i, I called a tow company and they have the rollback trailers because the um for anybody sure we're talking about uh semis are like i don't they're like four so the same height as like a loading dock hip yeah. height or so and uh i had a lot of heavy equipment that can't lift up in the back of a semi so uh rollback sem so i called a towing company and they a lot of them have rollback trailers where bed a giant ramp they'll tilt it down the vehicle up flatten it out that sort of thing but that happens to be about loading the kite so that's how we got an equipment trailer yeah sweet so was there was there a problem with that with them being ever so slightly different heights or no it was they can adjust it like there's, oh, really? there, there's an amount of a little bit of play uh, in I don't know if it was like through tilting or, uh, oh, no, they have like a, they have like a hydraulic jack that will actually lift up whole back end their truck. Huh. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it was pretty cool. It was way easier than I expected. I thought like, man, this is not designed for this. We're going to have to like get super creative and no big deal. It's like they'd done it before or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that quite often. Huh, that's a sweet idea. Yeah. yeah so I, hadn't, that, I hadn't thought about that. That's good. Yeah. That, uh, the first, the first run, we filled up a big U-Haul truck and uh, came up here and dropped that off. Second one back in the eight foot semi. Uh, we got our keys to the house 22nd june i think 22nd or 23rd and uh, yeah i've been just we've been both my wife and i have stopped it's pretty incredible in a month i still have a lot to do but it's it's exciting nice your shop looks awesome by the way it's coming along and it it is crazy everybody said like you're going to be blown away by how fast you fill that up and i thought Mm -hmm. no way i'm going from 400 feet to 1700 there's no way like not for a while sure enough it's uh pretty (laughs) well full already i didn't even make it a month and the shop is full uh you know it's it's but it's different it's like it's comfortably it's it's well populated i don't know what's like you can turn around without hitting three tools yeah it's like i have space right now it's like i have just the right amount of space like every feng shui yeah everything has like a little space around it i have stored i have a storage room i can move around um so it's it's very very comfortable to work i mean once i get it organized the problem is crap ever so um uh, just, you know, figuring out, I'm kind of getting to the tidying stage right now, where I have a lot of all the tools and stuff are in there. I got some new equipment for jet that I'm super excited about. I got a planer joiner, uh, one of their fancy saws and a huge stager. It's nice. I'm super excited about that. Cause now I'll be able to run all of my, uh, you know, a lot of my pneumatic properly. Um, mm-hmm. Like do you use a do you use a pneumatic sander? Yeah, like a dual action sander for the mostly for the trucks. The mm-hmm. auto body stuff very it takes a lot of air, um, and especially like the DA sander stuff, it's just going to be way faster. This thing just it hangs. It's an eighty gallon tank, and it hangs out at like that's what. Oh, nice. Uh, the regular, you know, I have a regular down to a hundred. You have all that pressure and ex, you know, space there, and since it operates, the tank sits at one hundred eighty pounds. It's like way lower and two stage compressor. Uh, the big the big thing about that is i mean i could operate on my my smaller one but the more especially the more your compressor is cycling and operating or condensation you have it's just not creates mm-hmm. yeah this is a lot better so and then i have i have some more cabinets and stuff that i ordered so once once like that i'll space it's mostly clearing off flat surface are you back <laughs> are you back to work um like are you making things again or are you still in the organizing and i'm like and half and half now so it, the first month it was pretty much all logistic put place i installed a big exhaust fan because this the shop uh it's uh by nice is that right i don't know so it's big it's pretty good size and uh there's no soffit original so uh heat unfortunately followed me from florida up here <laughs> and we had a record the whole midwest just got record high record record dew points that are own experienced coast which is like hey zach you're never gonna escape this. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was really we had that heat wave really bad but it was nothing it was uncomfortable but it was nothing compared to the average how hot did it get there because here we had a it was like 103 with a real feel of like 114 with you know 98 percent humidity um yeah that was worse there so we got um here i think the heat index got up to like no seven okay which is that's like your average not super hot day this time in florida so the heat wave here was like a normal day but the nice thing here is that it cools down at night at least you, you kind of get a break humidity it was really high here it's just it's not the same like i don't know why even the heat index feels different here um it's just it's much better or taller sweet well yeah. james what, what do you got going on 
Um, I've been working on the bed, so yeah, more of that. <laughs> cool story. Tell us more. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've been working on a bunch of small things recently. Just uh, I have a whole pile of little projects that have been on my brain. I'm I'm just taking a, a break from the bed and and focusing on a bunch of those. Like um, I made an ulu. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, Alaskan knife. I did that as a collaboration with uh, Blackbeard Projects, um, and we're gonna have to do some more collaborations because that was kind of funny. Because he doesn't as much like the the woodworking, I don't like the the metalworking of the blades, and so the two of us work well together. <laughs> right. uh, let's see. Made a burr puzzle. I'm making knobs and totes. Um, I got a video coming out here soon where I'm actually going to be doing how do you make a plain knob without a lathe. Um, so how do you make a round shaped item without a lathe? So that should be a fun one. Uh, but just a lot of little things like that. And uh, yeah, been having a good time in the shop. Do you remember uh, way, way, way back when the uh, no lathe pen challenge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I was in that one. Yep, me too. I don't have mine here. I, I made an octagonal one. I did it with a uh, a, a hand plane. Yep. yep. I was not in that one. <laughs> that would have been like, what, three, four years ago? Yeah, that was a, lot. That was a long time ago. Um, that was like in the in the beginning when yeah. everybody started uh that. cool where what are you uh on the bed where are you with the bed <laughs> almost done <laughs> that's no, actually I, pretty quick for you uh one of the one of the problems that is that i have to um there's a lot of work that has to be done off camera and it's it's not worth filming everything single thing because if i do the same process 50 times why well, record it 50 times and i record it one or two times and get enough footage for a video mm-hmm. um and I just haven't had the time to do all of the other off-camera stuff now that I have all the footage for it. Because um, I, I have corbels that connect the top plate to the carcass below. And it's just a lot of little detail on those. Each one of them has a sliding, has two sliding dovetails, top and bottom, top and side. And then you have to have the all matching dovetails. So the, the, the top plate has five sliding dovetails in it that are all spaced out. And then those all connect to corbels that then connect to the legs and the structure below. And so you have to have all these sliding dovetails perfectly aligned. Sounds it's it's tedious and it's one of those tasks like, um, I really need to get to that sometime. <laughs> but as soon as I get that done, it's, it's going to fly because all I have to do is connect the stretchers that connect the headboard to the footboard and then do the, the finished detail on it and finish it. Um, so it's right there. I just have to get the, the time and focus to, to finish it up. Nice. Hopefully soon. I'm excited to see it when it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have the the glue, the other, the second half of the glue test that I've been wanting to do for over a year now, uh, which was supposed to happen like a month after, but it's still sitting on my bench. Uh, So hopefully that will be coming through soon. That'll be having a lot of, a lot of the glues that are, are found in other countries. So I've had several people send me um, glues from Europe and South America uh, as well as several caulks and things like that, um, construction adhesives. So it should be kind of a fun one to actually compare side by side. Nice. Are you going to do, I, uh, I'm interested to see how strong like Loctite power grab is. Uh, I think that one's in my list. Yeah. I think it is. I know I have like two or three Loctite uh, Cause the, tubes. Cause the power grab was like, like in home building is like super useful for yeah. lots of stuff because you can just stick it and then let go and it's stuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. The CA of the construction world. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Didn't people used to make like glue out of like egg whites back? In- yeah, you can make it out of any protein. Huh. Yeah, that was like one of the best quotes on the podcast ever. Yeah, <laughs> he can make he can make glue out of any bite part. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What about you, Will? What you got going on? Uh, since we last spoke, uh, let's see. I finished the. Uh, uh, the baby. round finish the baby uh finish the round table with the opposing live edges uh with the steel base um 
that turned out really cool and my wife really likes it. It's supposed to be for sale, but I don't think I'm allowed to sell it now. Um, and she wants me to make uh, a matching chandelier to go over our dining table. Um, I finished the uh, bookmatched cherry live edge table with steel base. Um, working on the video for that right now. Uh, clients came and picked it up on Saturday and they absolutely loved it. Um, that one was an interesting project because uh, my tape that I usually use, my foil tape for damming up epoxy fills, failed. Uh, and I don't know if it was because I used um, I used the yeah I used the new uh, uh, total boat uh, thick set epoxy, which is more viscous than or less viscous, I guess, than uh, their two to one. And I used a different brand of foil tape. And I don't know if it was the tape or the the you know viscosity of the epoxy, but um, it just leaked everywhere. And I, I was able to catch most of it in uh, you know the mixing tub and pour it elsewhere, uh, but. It actually leaked twice. Um, so then I, you know, I re whatever dammed it up with a, a board and I and I caulked around it and then the caulk failed and it was just a, a mess. Uh, and then I the table base I fabricated up the table base and then uh, it was what we talked about with the clients and then they saw the picture on Instagram and then decided that they'd rather not have a stretcher that goes across the bottom, a steel stretcher that goes across the bottom that would almost sit on the floor, um, but rather have two separate leg assemblies that just bolted onto the bottom of the table. So that sucked because I had to totally go out and get more steel and refabricate a new base. And um, But I, I made the mounting plates on the legs out of quarter inch uh, flat bar um, and it's super, super stout. So um, they they really liked it. So, you know, when it's custom commissions, you just charge them for a change order and, and move on. Um, uh, yesterday, I am still finishing my basement and working, chipping away at that little by little. Um, and so there's two windows in, in the room in the basement. Um, that's going to be the bedroom. And the windows are set in uh, an eight inch block wall. And then I've got a half inch space and then a two by four wall. Um, and so I needed to make custom jam extensions out of soft maple uh, that were, you know, 12 and they're like 12 inches deep. Uh, so just little stuff. And I'm trying to find inspiration. Um, once I got that table out of my shop, I wanted to make something for myself. And I just kind of like looked at my stack of wood and couldn't figure out anything to make. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at that point. I've hit the rut. Uh, and I know we talked about that. The lull before. between projects. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I don't know what I want to make. I don't know. So I'm trying to find inspiration right now. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I've got the opposite yeah. problem. Like I have so much to do. Uh, it's just like, I can't keep up. With it. I was happy that I finally put out video. I think it'd been six months since wow. I went out. Yeah, you do about two a year now. Uh, I think I'd counted last year. I did four videos. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. crazy. So, made... in that, uh, really maximizing my sponsorship offers there. <laughs> um, now, you know, have you made a, uh, a, the 100th hammer yet? Uh, I have the 100th hammer and 101st hammer forged. I need to like finish them and put handles on them. Uh, I think I'm going to do fancy engraving. Uh, I, I'm in the process of recording them. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, get that finished and published. I think this year, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put out some, I'm kind of going to refocus on, uh, doing, putting out some more you can do one of my actually maybe video a month. So, uh -huh. uh, hopefully, but I don't know. That's, it's like, uh, not to, not to talk about myself and sound conceited, but that's one of my favorite things about myself. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous to say that sentence is that, uh, 
I don't, I don't know what I'm going. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have a three year plan or a five. It's not a business for like, and I, I'm super grateful and have to, uh, the fact that everything that I've, everything that I've wanted to do has been good enough to sustain. And I don't want to change that. I don't, I don't want to say, oh, if I put out one video every three weeks and then line up all of the old sponsor factor in as much money out, like, I don't, to me, like that's, that's the death of, um, you know, my passion is. So, uh, I like, I like being able to, to switch it up, you know, before, but like the first year I started, I went full-time almost all my money was commission the second year it was all uh you know sponsorship YouTube stuff and last year it was pretty much direct products and selling that stuff direct and i think this year i'm ready to mix it up again i want to i want to kind of focus on uh putting out content i have a lot of ideas and now that i finally have the shop space the means to to make the things I wanted to make for a long time i think make content and it's shifting gears so it keeps it it keeps it new and interesting to mix it up just have to register definitely yeah yeah i'm experiencing so i'm gonna try to get more content out as well um and try to make some more money off of that because we have to figure out we're we're about to put callum in daycare and daycare for infants is insanely expensive insanely expensive so i gotta figure out how we're gonna pay for that um because it's basically a second mortgage payment yeah i know it's outrageous like what's something like that cost 800 to a thousand a month nah here it's like 1400 dollars a month that's um but we're in a pretty expensive that is that's insane yeah like how it's it's nuts how how is like how how does supply and demand work in that like because who can afford that no it's insane and there's wait lists everywhere so it's like oh you want your kid in here it's like it's gonna be three months until I don't understand. We have opening. Like, I mean, I, I, this, I don't sound bad, but I don't understand how it's incredible. Oh, it's it's insane. Um, but anyway, that's so. one of the big reasons why we moved back to Illinois is we have grandparents to watch kids. <laughs> uh, oh, somebody's asking uh, if the three of us are ever going to do a collaboration. Yeah, we need to get together now that uh, Zach is right in between the other two. Am I yeah. right in the middle? So you guys have to come to me. You yeah. are right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You're yes. almost exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like seven hours for me and like seven hours not, for you, James. Not to mention you have the biggest shop now. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually <laughs> in my shop right now because uh, I have like an off in the back behind me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, we do have some questions. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but uh, Rasmus asked. Rasmus. Uh, yeah, I've met Rasmus. Okay. Did uh, I? Did I pronounce yeah. it right? Yeah, he's uh, another fellow blacksmith up in uh, Norway. Oh, cool. Yeah, Steensgard. Really cool um, so he asked, what's the most daunting project that you've taken upon yourself and completed successfully? Anybody? I would say uh, for Will, that would be uh, that would probably be children, right? <laughs> right? <That's... laughs> that sounds, uh... after hearing about the daycare stuff, that sounds like a pretty daunting challenge. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't start uh, getting gray hairs until I had kids, so uh, that's true. Uh, but physically, or you know, physical thing, uh, it's probably been my house and my property. Um, built it from the ground up. Uh, Two man crew, still working on it, and my wife keeps coming up with more things for me to do. Uh, so yeah, I would say building my house because it was all very, 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 very custom. Um, so sourcing a lot of interesting materials and things, but, uh, James, what, what about you? I'm trying to think about it. the most daunting project I've ever had. Um, I have to say the the dresser that I made a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, cause that took over a year and a half and it was probably had somewhere around 800 to 900 hours in that thing. Wow. I mean, just a lot of pieces and a lot of joinery. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I use it every day, man. It's a, it's something I, I still get to look at and be like, wow, that was cool. <laughs> nice. Actually, I actually have two dressers coming up, uh, that my wife wants to make me, that wants me to make for both of our kids. Um, one for a girl, one for a boy. So that's going to be interesting to, uh, design, um, you know, something more masculine and something more feminine. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting thought, you know, when you're, uh, designing furniture for, the different sexes mm-hmm. to answer uh, alan's question from the live chat he asked what about the table and i'd say uh, the table was was big but it wasn't difficult the joinery on it was dead simple and the slabs are dead simple they're just a lot of work because they're big um, so daunting not really it's a, it's a relatively easy project it's just you need space yeah and they're heavy yeah yeah 400 pounds <laughs> that was uh, that was significant <laughs> uh zach what about you what's the most daunting project you've ever i don't, taken I don't know like I get excited over daunting projects. Yeah. Like if something, I mean, like if it's daunting, like oh my god, I'm not looking. For, it depends on how you define daunting. I find daunting is like something that you're not lowered to. Then those are the projects I never actually like. Those the, the customers that are like, you do this thing, I'm like yeah, maybe like I'll get back to you, and then I just follow. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah. But you mean like daunting is in like challenging or like those are the things that excite me. So those are usually every project like. Uh, uh, it's I get anxiety like the anxiety is exciting like doing new new things and uh, especially like the second year that's when I did a lot of content um, a lot of those projects every one of them had tons of stuff like I'd, I'd sell these jobs and I'm like oh my god now I need to learn how it's like I've been paid for this work and I'm like I have no idea how to do this like yeah me, that's that sculpture you did that was pretty yeah that was like something I've never done anything like that before I drew it out. And I'm like, okay, like they want it. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to build this? Never done anything like it before. I have no idea how much work it's going to be. But that also was like a motivation because I know that um, I knew I was going to figure it out. knew I would get there. And it wasn't about trying to keep it. I think that's the cool thing about not like running up a, a business in the way of having a ton of employees. Goal is to profit all of this. As long as I can feed myself, I'm happy. So I can go out on a limb and say, and not worry about the hours and stuff. Well, you know, obviously I'm going to pay for my materials and an estimation on my time, but I'm also going to learn these skills. This project is exciting. Approaching it from the mindset of, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but other people can do it and I can hear it out. Uh, so that that's exciting to produce a set of skills. It's that those are the ones that you look at when you're done and you crap. I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's, uh, you know, some of those new, new things, like you take on a project or, or something that, you know, you have to do it the right way or like you don't want to take shortcuts and you want to make it the right way. And, and some of those, uh, techniques might be, you know, kind of scary or like you put them off cause you don't want to screw it up or, or it's stressing you out or something, but the reward and the payout once yeah. you do it successfully is like this, this high that you can't, I don't know. It's like when you do it and it's like really good. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like a first date every, every project, you know, <laughs> a, a good first date, a good first date. Well, even a bad first date can be exciting. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's, it's been <laughs> a while it's different these days with online dating and you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I've never, I never did the online. I'm glad dating. I got married before online dating came know, out. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the, like the, the sculpture was a good one. That industrial desk that I did, that's still one of my favorite products that red, there's drawers and stuff. Mm. I've never, yeah. 
I've never mm-hmm. made drawers before. I mean, I've made wood ones, but that was the first time I like, had to bend metal and weld stuff. Just the, the design and everything just, uh, say, unexcited. Daunting. But, yeah, that's that's a good word for it. Um, yeah, it was just a little, uh, it was fun. It was exciting and it worked. Works. Uh, so, yeah, that was a good one. Also, my just the whole truck restoration. That's the, per- I think that that is probably the best daunting thing. If you look at, it's a perfect example of something that if you look at everything done, you it'd go, nope, that's too much work, never gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but if you take it, you, if you if you go, okay, well, that's someday that's gonna happen. But that's not my goal today. My goal is like to take this one piece and make it. Yeah. Work, to learn this one one, uh, get this one out or cut out the one section, whatever. Like just those small set like Zen saying of like what a thousand miles a single step. Like, that's the way I have to approach life because it's if it looks too big, then I'll not do. It. I found it's taken me a long time to figure out that. I have to lower my head and look at my toes and take a small step. And then eventually sure. when you look behind you, you go, oh my God, I can't believe come this far. I feel like that's uh, the, so when I was in art school, um, they drilled into us the idea of gestalt, um, which is kind of the, the sum of all parts coming together to make something bigger. Uh, and so it's just, you know, focusing on like, you know, dent removal and then body work and then, you know, yeah yeah the gestalt is the 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 end the truck coming together in the end you know and and a lot of the stuff Um, so you know yeah go ahead Uh, oh no no you go ahead i was gonna there's a follow-up question but uh the thing especially with the truck i mean i I was a mechanic for years but mechanic and auto body are two (laughs) different parts they're not they're related only by the fact they're both on cars but uh uh, they're totally my i had no discipline body for that sort so all of that stuff i've i've done none of i've done mechanical work and stuff so learning the body work is definitely terrifying it's like okay i have this truck and i know this needs to be replaced and now i'm going to cut out a giant section of the quarter panel and try and weld. that was absolutely terrifying all of those things but knowing like okay i know how to weld and breaking that even breaking that little small thing down and way smaller like okay well fundamental steps that you do that i've never done it before but i know i'm capable of cutting metal bending metal and welding metal so i should be able to rest out yeah yeah do you have an english wheel no Oh, that, not, yet. not yet. Uh so Wit Euler, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name, Wit. Um, he asks, what would you say that your first real project was? Like in this maker journey? Well, it's an easy one for me. Um well my, my first project, the first thing I ever made that I remember making was a car for Boy Scouts, uh, the Penwood yeah. Derby car. Yeah, yeah. But in the, the current journey where I'm at with the, the hand tool world, um, it's the bench. So making the the bench was the the first project. But that being said, in order to make the bench, I had to make tools to make tools to make tools to make the bench. (laughs) (laughs) And so a lot of it was just, uh, you know, like even restoring the first hand plane to then do the work. Um, So, you know, what exactly is the first project there? I don't know. But I say the bench because everything was leading up to that. And now that I have all those other tools, I can use them in other projects. Sure. Yeah. The first, that's, that's your first real project, I guess, you know, like it's mm-hmm. the, um, for me. So, you know, I came up using tools um, since the age of 12. Uh, my summer when I was a 12 year old, I would spend it on the job site. Um, so I would consider that more carpentry um, and, and, you know, framing work, uh, rough framing. But as far as woodworking goes, you know, and the finer woodworking, um, so my transition into woodworking was making picture frames. Uh, but then my first like real project, I would say, is a wine rack that I made out of Ipe, uh 
because my wife wanted it and I had uh, a small shed shop with uh, some minimal tools uh, behind my parents' house. So I'd, I'd say the wine rack was my first real project. Uh, and that was way before YouTube. So I don't know. You know, I, I, it's a tough one. Like, I guess project, like probably like those, um, like those chain lamps that, that I did. I have a, a big floor lamp on my, but I, before I did that, I did some smaller desk lamps. Um, that was when I kind of got back into it. We finally, in Portland, we finally got a house that had a garage and I bought a motorcycle to, to fabricate, bought a welder and all that. And like, well, I need to brush up on my welding. So I did, um, uh, I, you know, welded a lamp together and like, wow, this is sell this. So that was kind of when it first like struck me as, oh, maybe, maybe I should do this. So. All right. Cool. Oh, we do have one question from Alan Smith. It says, uh, what kind of collaboration can we expect out of you three? Uh, knowing James rocks, it should put the pressure on your other two. What about James? Apparently James rocks. Oh. Alan, by the way, I'll, I'll send you your money later. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I think we already talked about that, about Zach well, what, having the biggest shop in the middle. Well, what, what do we want to do? Because we should do something fun. We should. That's a good question. We should uh, do something really stupid. Really stupid? Yeah. Well, uh, so, I, I don't know. Like, so we started, it hasn't made it to iTunes yet, but I, I started doing another little less maker-oriented podcast with Jackman and uh, John Graziano. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about stupid things and uh, I don't even know how it came about, but I talked about wanting to do something really dumb with epoxy and I came to the clues and I wanted epoxy ROM table. So it's like <laughs> a river table. It would have, oh, it's because all those videos with like top ramen in them, you've seen those were like the filler. Uh-uh. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was another fad that lasted. So you're uh, talking like two slabs with the, with the opposing live edges and then ramen and epoxy in between? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like regular blocks of ramen I have or, some or other crunched ideas. up in there. I have some other... No, I want to make them stringy so it's like flowing and then like use them as the legs. Oh, so cook it and stretch the, all, all the strands. Exactly. <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody actually like does this, such a you really could. I'm not going to do it, so you could you can keep it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a really fun one. Yeah, I have some good ideas for it. We'll see. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, my buddy Jordan, whose shop I'm in right now, um, he suggested a hand plane build for you. Hmm. Or maybe even a those. Yeah. Well, you did the blade. You didn't do the. Yeah. I think we should do something really. Uh, I don't know. We have to do something. Um, some something spectacularly odd. Yes. Yeah. Something. Uh. Some like either the scale has to be. I like how um the maker like YouTube maker scene has become like a caricature of like itself, a cartoon now. Everybody's either making big ball or making thing out of a thousand smaller. It's or like, covering something in epoxy. Yeah. It's like there's like there's like four there's like four roads and go down to like create a sensation. It's funny. I feel like I just if i just focus on like traditional furniture like just like well-made pieces those videos are the ones that do the best for me yeah so when are you gonna make a well-made piece oh <laughs> sick burn a will-made piece oh wow <laughs> speaking uh, of dad jokes we've got one here yeah uh what did the tree do when his local bank closed Please. he he started a new branch Ooh, good. oh that's good that's good <laughs> That's good. You know it's good when you just say that's good instead of actually laughing. Really <laughs> excited about it. There, there's a lot of trees in Ohio. Yes. Yeah, is lumber more accessible? Lumber is oh a my thing God, here. It's everywhere. So I have we're we're on like one and a half acres and we have in our backyard we have well, you counted them all? Yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of I had an arborist come out 
and tell me like what everything was because I bought this book and I was like trying to go around and identify trees, but there's only so much of that. You so yeah, we have a lot of uh, there's a few surprisingly there's a few ash ash yeah. tree plague has swept the nate like that. This is the most depressing thing to me is that like ash is going completely wiped. So they've been saying that for like eight years. And yeah, it, it hasn't. I've got quite true. a bit of ash around me. Yeah, everyone's I, complaining about it and saying that, but it, nature still goes through. I talked to my uh, my some sort of like. There's this. I think it was Paul Jackman brought over a pallet for Pan like eight years ago, and on one of those pallets was the ash boring, and then it you know consumed our like everything in our just country. Yeah, the em- emerald ash borer is the yep. the what they're worried about. But uh, I talked to my hardwood dealer, and he said that they've been telling him that for forever, but he's still readily getting ash. Hmm. But it's cheap. It's yeah, like two. Two thirty a board foot or something like that. I love, yeah. I love, um, that's why I use my handles and stuff. But so we have some ash trees. We have a lot of maples, a um, couple of walnut trees in our backyard. Uh, yeah, and then and then there's this thing called I don't know why they still do this, but like the um, I don't the American Society screwing up <laughs> ecological stuff. You know how they always like introduce non-native things to try and help, it's just wrecks. Yeah, like the every I don't think they i don't even know what some department call it at they always like do these things they're like oh you know what's going to fix that problem we'll bring in this like non-native that's never existed just nuts wreck everything else to solve uh, mm-hmm. in florida they did that with there's these things called love bugs down there these mm-hmm. weird lab sex like help with mosquitoes and they just come everything and you hit them hard they're everywhere yeah yeah so that, we have that with stink bugs yeah that didn't work and then here apparently they're like for erosion control they started uh planting um, honeysuckles which are <laughs> terrible they're like the worst it's imagine a tree that's like a spider web it's like a weedy spider web thing that looks it just overgrows everything and strangles the life out of them. so we have this every trail back and stuff anyway that's probably an <laughs> What do you say we get into what's uh, what's inspiring us? What are we watching or reading? Will, what you got? Uh, so my buddy Andy Rawls, um, he put out a really uh, nice um, shaker dresser build. Uh, it's a two-part build. Um, but he just did a really, really good job. Um, it's, it's out of um, Escarpment Cherry, uh, which I was unfamiliar with. Um, the specific species of Escarpment Cherry. I guess it grows a lot in Texas. Um, but uh, me and Andy have been talking uh, more regularly, uh, we might do a collaboration in the future. Um, but he's got an awesome channel. So anybody that hasn't seen Andy Rawls or is unfamiliar Definitely. with him, um, he does. He's a good sort of hybrid woodworker. Does a lot of hand cut joinery, but isn't afraid to use his big machines. He he works very similarly to me, and we have very similar styles. Um, so yeah, Andy Rawls, go give him some love. Sweet channel. Yeah. I have to uh, um, go for Peter Brown. He did a uh, um, a copper coating on a piece of plywood so he had a, a, a small pendant he made out of a scrap of plywood and then put on a a conductive paint so a paint that conducts electricity <laughs> and then used that to coat it in copper so it actually used it to uh, um, copper what sort of it dips it in copper sulfate runs electricity through it and the copper sulfate bonds with the the paint <laughs> and so he has this copper pendant that is plywood inside and i thought it was that's kind of a a really interesting idea and opened up a lot of ideas in my brain about, ah, maybe I could try that. It sounds like a copper veneer almost sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, uh, like, like gold plating, but mm-hmm. copper plating plywood. <laughs> uh, so 
<laughs> it'd be uh, be a fun thing to play with. I'm always so, looking for little new methodologies and things like that that work well for making things. Totally off topic. Um, there, I, I can't remember, but I just read the other day, there's some car company, I think, that came up with a, a paint color. And it was like a copper color and it was called your catch me copper. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Anyway. What about you, Zach? Um, so I just finished reading this book for all of you um, not in the live chat. Uh, it's called The Craftsman's Legacy uh, by Eric Gorges. Um, he, I haven't seen his TV show. He has a TV show called The Craftsman's Legacy. Um, but he sent me this book. He actually reached out to his book uh, a couple months ago. Finally, now that we got moved up here and uh, settled, I read it or so. And it's actually a really, really good book. Kind of talks about crafts and craftsmanship. And on his show, goes around the country and hangs out with people who are good at glass blower, woodworkers to you name it. He's gone and kind of taken a day or two, hung out and talked to him about the craft. And it was just, it's just a really interesting book, um, especially if the craft's out there, just other people's history, their background, what got them. And it was just a really inspiring, it's one of those things, uh, especially, well, now that I'm, I like in the morning, like sitting down a call. That book was always uh, kind of inspiring me to get out to the shop. That's mine. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's complete. Well, Zach, since you're talking, do you have a favorite tool or product of the week? I'm going to go with that uh, gigantic gigantic compressor that i have <laughs> it's weird too i feel like the bigger the compressor the quieter yeah it's not quiet but it's not as loud as comparative yeah I, I think it's probably a, a less obnoxious noise too yeah like, there's little little compressors are so like just, <clears throat> yeah exactly yeah. uh it's uh i'm excited to actually get to use it <laughs> <laughs> nice what you will well uh uh my buddy jordan who's shopping in uh I'll just keep saying Jordan over and over on the podcast. Um, he's my <laughs> he's a good woodworking buddy of mine, and he was on an auction site, um, and I guess a hardware store was was closing down, and he asked if I wanted to go halvesies uh, with him on General Finishes Armor Seal by the gallon. Uh, we got six gallons of Armor Seal for a hundred bucks. Um, so that's wow. F- figure it's twenty bucks a quart if you have to buy it, and we got six gallons. Wow. So we got a, and we, so it was 50 bucks each. We each got three gallons. Uh, I think, and I use it all the time. So I think that's a, a pretty smoking deal. Yeah. Uh, so I'd have to go with general finishes armor seal. Do you, uh, use blockagen at all? Uh, I probably will on this. <laughs> so just, <laughs> just, just said so it doesn't go bad. Um, at least it's but, in one gallon buckets, not five gallon buckets. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it's got a good tight fitting lid. So hopefully that'll, that'll help. But, but I think I should get some blockagen. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. How about you, James? Well, for me, I have to go with the humble hand screw clamp. Um, it it doesn't get a lot of interest in the modern woodworking shop, but it is a a tool that I find that the more I have them on hand, the more I use them for everything. Um, anytime I'm working on small pieces, for holding the small pieces and working on them, um, I've seen a lot of people using them for band saws and routers. So anytime you have a small piece you want to put into a router table or on a, a band saw to hold them in the clamp, and then you have something larger that you can hold on to, keeping your hands away from the blade. Mm-hmm. And, I use uh, them all the time. And not to mention just for for general clamping, if you use them right, they, they provide two strong parallel surfaces and a very large parallel clamping surface with a an incredible amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're uh, it, just a really versatile tool. And I find myself using them more and more. I like to use them for holding small pieces at the drill press. Oh, yeah, yeah. More leverage holding onto it. 
Mm-hmm. Less likely to spin out of your hand and cause an injury. Oh, I should put that. something else out there. Um, so I created a Facebook group called Central Ohio Makers. And I began, begun, begins, begun, I don't know, one of those words. I started uh, hosting a, uh, like an open shop slash hangout once a month. The goal, the target is the first Saturday of every, unless I'm out of town or something, get bumped. But we had the first one last month and we had about 10 people show up. It was short notice. Really cool. I kind of want this new shop to be like the hub. Well, not People need to need to borrow tools or get something done that they don't have access to. Like the Saturday, good opportunity for that and connecting people. And, um, this next one, this Saturday, I think, hope, hopefully it won't get out of control, but I think it's going to get big really quick. Um, so yeah, join that. Send a, send a request to the Central Ohio Makers Group if you're in the vicinity that you added. That's pretty cool. Did Brian uh, Brian Prusa stop by? Have you met? Oh, have yeah, you seen him? Uh, yeah, no, he's he's been. Uh, I probably hung out with him more than more than anybody. That's where I, the first time I came up here to drop off my stuff before we had the keys, I stored it all at his shop. So we've been hanging out quite a bit. Uh, he actually, my wife was down for the other day. So he's such a thoughtful guy. Um, really, he invited me over and we had like a birthday. Show, so that was cool. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I've, I've been here for a month and I have had more people just happen to like swing by and message and stuff one month. Like literally my, we just put a, a guest bedroom or a bed in our guest bedroom. And like the next day, Jimmy was like, Hey man, I'm kind of close. I can, uh, yeah, mind if I swing by? I'm like, absolutely. So, like, as soon as we put our guest bed up, Jimmy dressed us one. You got to check out the new shop and town. So, it's been by, had uh, Josh Scott of Josh Scott Knives, who's somebody I've been following for years. Uh, it's pretty awesome that he's close to me now. He came by the other day. And, uh, we're going to. We're going to do a, a stock removal knife course here. Just a cool. small, sweet. small three, four student class. Um, yeah. yeah. The Midwest is a sweet place to be. Lots of fun it people. Is, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that about does it. Am I forgetting anything? Probably. Okay. We'll cover it next month or three months from now. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to join us, we'll probably be recording every Thursday or the first Thursday of every month at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So I think that's about it for now. Until next time. Bye. See you later. Adios. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.